brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Debo Samuel. You're listening to Roster Watch. Watch Nation, it's your Philly neighbor trash man, and this is the garbage grab. More particularly, this is the fantasy fallout going into week five of the NFL season. Brought to you by my bookie. It's been strange times for football <laughs> and everything else, actually. But one thing is for certain, and that's the fantasy fallout imparting all the ways we can take advantage. The numerous uncertain predicaments arising going into week five of the NFL season. So let's go ahead and get started with the Thursday night game. Broncos at Jets. Broncos lost this one. Won this one. I'm just so used to saying lost for the Broncos. 37 to 28. Well, they did play the Jets. So is that really winning? Anyways, Brett Rippon looked lost for much of the game on Thursday night, throwing three interceptions. But with Drew Locke. Just 50-50 to play the Patriots this week. Not a lock. We could see another start for Rippon. Expect the Patriots to sell out to stop Marvin, Melvin Gordon. I want to say Marvin Jones. Melvin Gordon and allow Rippon to do his best to win through the air without Cortland Sutton or possibly K.J. Hamler. Tim Patrick could rack up yardage again this week in a negative game script as the less feared starting wide receiver opposite Jerry Judy. Expect the Broncos to be without Noah Fant this week as well. Athletic rookie Albert, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Okwag Boonham, could be activated this week and would command decent targets with the numerous injuries to the Broncos receiving court. On the other side of the ball, some dude named Jeff Smith Ended up second on the Jets in targets and receiving yards. Nine targets, 81 yards on Thursday with Braxton Berrios finally taking a step back and landing a goose egg for any who dared to start him. I know nothing of Smith except that he was an undrafted free agent in 2019 who spent the first three weeks of this season on injured reserve with a shoulder injury. Smith is a deep league or dynasty dart throw against the improving Arizona defense this week. On to the next game, the Ravens at Washington. Ravens won this one 31 to 17. The Ravens running back situation is truly matchup specific, it seems. Gus Edwards has led in carries in games that the Ravens have run away with, 
So expect him to see plenty of run in positive game scripts. J.K. Dobbins actually kind of looks like the odd man out in the offense right now, as Mark Ingram is their only really startable ball carrier in most formats, and even he is highly touchdown dependent. So it's not something I would expect to say, but it's it's hard to rely on a Ravens running back right now, any of them. On the other side of the ball, Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are the only Washington football players who were starting this week against the Chargers outside of PPR formats. J.D. McKissick actually offers a little value in PPR formats, but his upside is obviously tempered by Gibson. On to the next game, the Saints the Lions. Saints won this one 35-29. The Saints offense is predicated on the run with no Michael Thomas around, meaning that Latavius Murray has standalone value. He's gotten double-digit targets in three of four games this season, and he's well worth the waiver ad with all the injury and COVID chaos that's going on in the league right now. Traquan Smith didn't see as many targets as Emmanuel Sanders on Sunday, but he got twice the scores, two of them. With Jared Cook out with a groin injury, he was the main red zone target for the Saints. He could retain value even when Michael Thomas returns, as he's been a better fantasy asset than Sanders has with Thomas sidelined. On the opposite side of the ball, even with the Saints' top corners on the field, the Lions couldn't get much going after coming out to a 14-point lead in the first quarter. Kenny Galladay and DJ Hawkinson are every week starters, while Marvin Jones, Adrian Peterson, and DeAndre Swift are just deep league flexes right now. Matt Stafford has yet to throw a 300-yard game this season, and Swift needs double-digit touches to warrant weekly consideration. On to the next game, Seahawks at Dolphins. The Seahawks won this one 31-23. Travis Homer scored on a three-yard pass, but he only had five touches on the day. Carlos Hyde will likely return in week five, so it's not worth chasing Homer's limited upside. David Moore scored on a 57-yard bomb on Sunday, and while he scored in two of four games this season, his floor is abysmally low, as seen in week three, where he had one catch for two yards against the Cowboys. He'll have his big days in this offense for sure, but he can't be relied upon in league-long formats. He's best left to dynasty tournaments for now. On the other side of the ball, Preston Williams just isn't getting enough targets in Miami to keep him in fantasy consideration with just three targets on Sunday. It's a shame, but Ryan Fitzpatrick relies almost exclusively on Devontae Parker in the passing game, doling what little is left out to Mike Kosicki and slot man Isaiah Ford. I fully understand if you want to drop Williams for a hot waiver ad. While Ford is actually worth considering in PPR formats as a volume-based flex. On to the next game, Jaguars at Bengals. Jaguars lost this one 25-33. The Jags didn't come away with the win, but the offense did move better with DJ Shark back on the field. He and LaVisca Chenault seem to be distancing themselves from Keenan Cole and Chris Conley. So make sure Chenault is owned in your leagues. He's only going to increase in usage from this point on. Tyler Eifert has had six three and six targets in the last three games, but he's still not getting enough action to stream him outside of the deepest of formats. On the other side of the ball, for the second straight game, Tyler Board, Boyd and T. Higgins have been targeted more than A.J. Green. Eight for Boyd, seven for Higgins, just five for Green. You can't drop Green. He was affected by a shoulder, shoulder injury. In that game, but Higgins has got to be owned in more than the 33% of leagues he's currently owned it. It's fall, my friends, and my bookie. That can mean only one thing. 
It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, NFL, and then some. The craziest sports fall of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code ROSTER and double your first deposit. Now players get up to 1,000 free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today, only at my bookie. On to the next game, Chargers at Buccaneers. Chargers lost this one 31-38. to Austin Eckler avoided a season-ending tear, but he'll still be out four to six weeks with a hamstring strain. Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson are must-ads, as both will be heavily involved in the team's plans for at least the next month. Wide receiver Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson both scored on 50-plus yard plays on Sunday for the Chargers, but each of the scores was their only target on the day. Guyton has actually scored twice this season now, but he's averaging just two targets a game. He's not roster-worthy outside of Dynasty Leagues right now. On the other side of the ball, Chris Godwin looks unlikely to return in Week 5, so keep rolling out Scotty Miller, who had five receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. He was second in, in team targets to Mike Evans on Sunday. Justin Watson also warrants consideration this week against the Bears. O.J. Howard is likely out for the season with an Achilles injury, bringing Rob Gronkowski that much closer. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. There to fantasy consistency or relevancy, rather, or both. Though it was Cameron Bray who scored on Sunday, I don't love the situation, to be honest, as both players are likely to be highly touchdown dependent. And then LaShawn McCoy suffered an ankle sprain that makes him week to week for now. Keyshawn Vaughn made an appearance on Sunday, but Leonard Fournette may return for this Thursday's game. So I'm not biting on rostering Vaughn outside of dynasties just yet. On to the next game, the Browns of the Cowboys. Browns won this one 48 to 39. Nick Chubb was sent to injured reserve on Monday, meaning he can't return for at least three weeks. Kareem Hunt gets an obvious boost, but Dearness Johnston becomes a must-add this week as he logged 13 touches for 95 yards in Sunday's win against Dallas, two more touches than Hunt. Austin Hooper had season highs in targets, receptions, and yards, but he's still not a consistent enough part of this offense to be more than a plus matchup streaming option. Seven targets, five receptions, and 34 yards for Hooper in week four. I have to take the Cowboys' box score with a grain of salt because they were playing catch-up for the majority of the game. Therefore, I'm not rushing out to add Tony Pollard or Cedric Wilson, though Wilson did receive more targets than Michael Gallup on Sunday. Wilson had six targets. 
Wilson is act, he's a deep league flyer. Uh, if you have a bench spot, go ahead, take a stab at him. He's going to be up and down for the most part, but the Cowboys are having to throw the ball a ton, so you may get some use out of him here or there. I would rather play him in daily leagues here and there. Guys, one of the smartest things you can do is download the Fantasy Life app. It's a free app. We use them for their news alerts and community. The Fantasy Life app sends breaking news alerts faster than anyone else. This is factual, folks. I, I threw away my other sources after getting the Fantasy Life app. They monitor thousands of reporters so you don't have to and send important news as soon as it breaks. You never miss a relevant injury, trade, or other update. The Fantasy Life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand advice from a massive community. Download the Fantasy Life app for iOS or Android at FantasyLifeApp.com. On to the next game. Cardinals at Panthers. Cardinals lost this one 21-31. Chase Edmonds looks like the more effective back out of he and Kenyon Drake currently. Only 35% owned. Edmonds needs to be added in most formats as Drake's lease may not be long enough with the Cardinals struggling to provide enough offense to win games. I think at worst, we see more of an even split committee emerge in the Cardinals backfield. On the other side of the ball, Mike Davis put in work as we thought he might on Sunday, but Reggie Bonifon added his own mark with 71 yards and a touchdown on 12 touches with Christian McCaffrey gone at least one more week. Bonifon may be worth a deep league flex against Atlanta this week. On to the next game, the Vikings at the Texans. Vikings won this one 31-23. Rookie Justin Jefferson showed that his week three explosion wasn't just a phase. As he posted 103 yards on four receptions on Sunday, he's a must start against Seattle this week. Brandon Cooks on the other side of the ball, three targets, zero receptions. Isn't a must-own player in fantasy right now. He's had five or fewer targets in all but one game this far, and he's yet to reach the end zone. He does have a much easier schedule for the next several games, though, so maybe he's someone worth targeting in trades if you're getting desperate at wide receiver. or just want to take some chances. Why not? It's a crazy fantasy season. Coach Brill O'Brien was fired Monday afternoon. Not sure how this will affect the offense as – Play caller, former play caller, Tim Kelly could go back to calling plays and that hasn't been very beneficial for anyone except opposing defenses. On to the next game, Giants at Rams. The Giants offense is in shambles. Jason Garrett was not the cure, obviously, and his unimaginative schemes are hard to stomach. It does look like Devontae Freeman is starting to get his legs underneath him as the bell cow back in New York, whatever that means. Other Giants backs can be dropped. I'm only playing Giants skill players out of necessity at this point. There are generally better options. <laughs> On the other side of the ball, surprisingly, Malcolm Brown led the Rams in carries with nine a week after Daryl Henderson went bonkers against Buffalo for over 120 yards. It could be a mystery each week as to who will be the Rams' primary ball carrier, but Brown needs to be scooped up in any leagues he's been dropped in. Cam Akers is week-to-week with separated rib cartilage right now. On to the next game, Bills at Raiders. Bills won this 30-23. to Not much new info came out of this one for the Bills. Rookie Gabriel Davis continues to impress with the minimal targets he's getting, though, as he scored for the second time in three weeks on his lone target. He needs to be on dynasty squads. And if any of the Bills' starting wide receivers 
If it's to go down, Davis would be an immediate season-long addition. On the other side of the ball, Darren Waller led the Raiders in targets with 12. Hunter Renfro led the wide receivers in looks with 8, coming with 57 yards. Even if Henry Ruggs can make it in Week 5, Renfro is worth a flex against the Chiefs and what could be a shootout. On to the next game, Colts at Bears. Colts won this one 19-11. Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines both had nine carries to Jonathan Taylor, 17 against the Bears on Sunday. With the passing game as flat as it is, all three could be serviceable on any given week, with Hines being a low floor flex in PPR formats. Wilkins would need an injury to Taylor to get any real fantasy traction. Zach Pascal led the Colts in targets with eight on Sunday as T.Y. Hilton continues to underwhelm as a deep threat who doesn't have a quarterback who can throw the deep ball anymore. Pascal is worth an add as the low ceiling flex in PPR formats against the Browns this week. On the other side of the ball, the Colts have arguably the most stifling defense in the league. I didn't say best, just most stifling. So I didn't expect much from the Bears in this one, though 11 points is pitiful by any standard, really. Rookie Darnell Mooney, wide receiver, is commanding enough targets, nine in week three, to warrant flex consideration in deeper formats. The kid is getting targeted. What can I say? On to the next game, the last game on Sunday night, Eagles at 49ers Eagles won this one 25 to 20 Greg Ward got the most targets with seven but Travis Fulgham got the most yards with 57 and a score John Hightower who had the most snaps for Eagles wide receivers last week had only 22 yards on the day none of these guys are advised plays against the Steelers this week though CJ Beathard almost brought the 49ers back for a victory after Nick Mullins threw a pick that ultimately cost them the game If Jimmy Garoppolo can't return this week, Mullins' time under center is likely done. Debo Samuel returned to game action Sunday, catching all three of his targets for 35 yards. He's available in 25% of leagues right now, but keep in mind that he'll probably be playing with a backup quarterback this week against the Dolphins. So take that however you might. Jeff Wilson was relegated to scraps a week after scoring twice For San Francisco, Jarek McKinnon held a firm grip over the 49ers' backfield. And with Raheem Mostert close to returning, Wilson can probably go back to waivers. I would not mince words with you if you wanted to go ahead and do that for a hot waiver wire pickup. Anyways, that's it for the fantasy fallout going into week five in the NFL season. Hopefully, you picked up some tidbits, some nuggets that you might be able to use to make moves this week. Anyways, this has been the Trash Man on behalf of rosterwatch.com. Until next time, be ready 